Next on BYUSN, it's Men's Basketball Media Day. We've got a loaded two-hour show, chuck full of interviews ahead of the season starting November 7th. Has BYU football bottomed out? All up from here? That's the hope. That's the hope. Let's go. Two-hour edition of the show. Welcome to BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store Official Outfitter of BYU Games Everywhere. It is Wednesday, October 19th. I am Jeremy Jordan. He is Jason Shepard on this Men's Basketball Media Day. It is uh, going to be a busy one. Not only do we have one hour, we have two hours of BYU Media Day coverage for you. And because it's Media Day, we've got Mark Pope, we've got Rudy Williams, Gideon George, Spencer Johnson, and Cody Feger all joining us live right here in Studio B. But first, let's get to today's headlines. Football continues prep for 6-1 Liberty. The team, not the idea, Saturday in Virginia. Kalani Stocky says the Cougars are getting healthier at running back. You know, I think we get Miles back. We get Miles and Lopini back this week. So that'll be, you know, getting the full group. And, and then also, uh, you know, now that we've seen what Puka can do with, in the backfield, I don't think that's, uh, that's something that will go away. He, they can always be a, a potential threat for us. Commissioner Brett Yormark confirmed that there will be no divisions within the Big 12 Conference. The schedule expected to be released coming up in early December. Now, Texas and Oklahoma are still expected to play in the Big 12 through 2024, which means that BYU is guaranteed to play the Longhorns and the Sooners at least once over the next two seasons. Oh, it's going to be awesome, man. It is going to be gonna awesome. Be, hopefully in Provo, at least one of those. Women's soccer is 19th in the newest United Soccer Coaches poll. That escalated quickly. Cougars now the highest ranked team in the WCC. Plays at unranked Pepperdine, who's been ranked most of the season in Malibu tonight. Big game, 5 Eastern time, supposedly. Uh, that's this afternoon, actually. On the BYU radio app. Men's and women's cross country swept the West Coast Conference's Runners of the Week awards as Aubrey Frenthaway and Joey Noakes were each recognized by the league on Tuesday. Frenthaway's first career run of the week, Runner of the Week award comes after she finished 11th at the Nutty Comb Wisconsin Invitational. Noakes received the conference honor after 15th, also at the Nutty Comb Wisconsin Invitational. Right now, the men's team ranked number two, the women's team ranked fifth. Both in the hunt for the national championship again. It's what they do. This is a, it's what they do. Number 39 men's golf currently in second place in the Heron Lake Championships. Carson Lundell leading the team right now. Second overall shooting 400. David Timmons, Tyson Shelley both at uh, one stroke back of Lundell. BYU baseball releasing its upcoming schedule. That was done yesterday. Yes, Shep. That's right. Let's go. Cougars will begin the season at Louisiana Tech February 17th. The team will stay in Louisiana for the following weekend series at Louisiana Lafayette. Cougars first home series will be March 2nd through the 4th at Miller Park against Omaha. Quickly, tell me the two BYU football coaches who have coached at Louisiana Tech. Former BYU coaches. Um, I just call him coach. That's all I know him as. Gary Croton and Bronco Mendenhall. How about that? <laughs> Crazy, right? Put me on the spot like that? What are you doing? All rise. At, have we started? All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. What's Trending is presented by Tim Daly Ford, part of the Tim Daly Auto Group serving Utah since 1968. Okay, topic one. BYU football sits at 4-3. Breaking news there. Two-game losing streak. Cougar board traffic at a season high right now. Which brings us to the following question, Shep. Is this the low point of the BYU football season? Will it get lower than this? Well, I mean, I don't expect it to get lower than this. Is this the low point? Yeah, and, and I think better days are ahead. And look, I understand 100%. Fans are upset. Coaches are upset. They should be. Players are upset. They did not play the way that they wanted to, certainly last week, but over the last couple of weeks. I totally get it. 
but the gloom and doom that the program is destined for failure the rest of the way and that there's no way that they, the team can pull this out. And oh my goodness, look, they, Liberty's going to roll. I, I'm sorry, I'm not buying into that. I do believe we're going to see a completely different team this week. Why? I, well, number one, I think the team's probably sick and tired of hearing how bad they are. <laughs> and there is just this certain human part of yeah. you that wants to say, you know what? Well, I'm going to show you. And I, I think I expect a very angry BYU team on the field this week in Lynchburg, Virginia. That is the type of attitude I am expecting to see. And a lot of that, obviously most of the, the points that we're making, we're talking about the improvement needing to come on the defensive side sure. of the football. Sure. I mean, that's we're not breaking After any news here. you 35, you're yes. feeling good about yes, that. Yes, the, the yeah. offense, certainly the turnovers you don't like. But Although the, Dave McCann's saying, hey, they should have scored 53. Well, look, I mean, we all would have loved to score 53, but you, you shouldn't have to score 53. Yeah. So I, I, I get it. But I, I, I think that this is a team that – People are wanting to write off right now, and I think that's, mm -hmm. that's the worst thing you can do right now. There's still plenty of opportunities to play. I, look, I realize you still have to go to Boise State. It's always been a tough place to play. But BYU should absolutely be favored and should be expected to win every game the rest of the way on their schedule. They should. Now, whether or not that happens remains to be seen. But this is not something yeah. where there's, there's, there's no hope. That, that, there's a sentiment out there that this, it's done. It's, everything about the season is done. That, that's just foolish. Yeah, that's certainly the low point, like you said, and I agree. I, I believe that BYU will win the next couple of games. I'm, I'm not as high on Liberty as a lot of people seem to be right now. More on that coming up. The concept or the team? Days. I do love freedom and liberty. Okay. The spirit of freedom is the spirit Fair of uh, you know, uh, God in, in Alma. It says that. I love that scripture. But, yeah, it's Liberty. It's East Carolina next Friday, by the way, Friday. Uh, and then at Boise State, Utah Tech, live on BYU TV. Hopefully not the last game we get in the future. And uh, Stanford uh, on the road this, this year. I believe BYU is going to have a nice five-game finish. And then we'll see what happens in the bowl game. Hopefully there's not a UAB situation. But, uh, yeah, the, BYU football is better than this. And we've been saying that last couple weeks. They have not performed to validate that idea quite yet. But the last five weeks have been tough because outside of the first quarter against South Florida, essentially, and Baylor at home, Tough game, won it, awesome top ten. Uh, everything there was amazing. The last five weeks have been rough. Oregon, domination. Wyoming and Utah State, not good enough at home. Uh, Notre Dame, obviously, a winnable game. Stanford and Marshall, one in South Bend. BYU didn't get it done in Vegas. Disappointing, no doubt. Still don't say it's a bad loss to me, though, because it's Notre Dame. Um, and the, the brand, the talent, the what? Yes, BYU should have won. BYU should have won that game. Arkansas, you score 35 and lose. First time in the Kalani era. You've scored 35-plus, and you lose a game. So that's tough. So, yeah, changes will happen this week. They've alluded to this. I said it uh, yesterday. I believe Klein Stocky will call the defense on Saturday. I just am very confident that that is going to be the case well, and it, because they need yes. that kind of injection of the boss coming and hanging out with them in their cubicle. Well, and Elisa Tuiaki said as much yesterday in terms of Kalani being much more involved yeah. in the defensive side. And he, he said that yesterday with media availability. So if, we, we know that that's taken place. If he wasn't, and I, I'm saying calling the play right. as opposed to involved. Of course he's going to be involved. He has to right now. There's too much internal and exterior external pressure not to. But I don't believe there will be a lower point than this. I believe BYU wins to get to 5-3 and three against Liberty, 6-3 and three against East Carolina. Hopefully you win at Boise State. If you don't, 
That's disappointing to have four regular season losses. However, no Hank Bachmeyer. It really does change. Hank Bachmeyer's not there, so BYU's got a real chance <laughs> in this game because they didn't beat Hank back in 2020. No, no wins versus Boise that don't feature Hank Bachmeyer get credit from anybody, apparently. That, that guy. What if Hank Bachmeyer came to BYU? Uh, that'd be an interesting thing. Okay, um, don't read into that at all. But I, I'm... We're all talking about BYU against, like, a 10-win opportunity right. team. Yes, that is gone. Like, BYU's not going to win out and win 10 games, I don't think. This team is – and I, say, I said as much last week. It was like, this team is too injured and not playing at a level where 10 is realistic. I hope somehow BYU manages to finish with nine wins this season. And I think there's another loss coming in the regular season. I don't think there's more than one. If there's two, that's really disappointing. This team is too good to be an eight-win team when all is said and done. Nine would be fine. We thought the high end might be 10. If crazy was 11. Too crazy, right? If this team finishes this season, uh, Shep, with eight wins, that's disappointing. Way too much experience. Injuries will have taken their toll. The defense wasn't good enough. Uh, and again, someone hit me up uh, yesterday talking about the defense and, wait, we returned all these guys. Like, why weren't we better on defense? And it's, well, that, the defense from last year wasn't, wasn't uh, great. They were 79th in SP+. Plus. Right now they're 82nd in uh, defensive SP+. Plus. This isn't a good defense right now, obviously. But the back half of the schedule, remember, BYU's losses. Who are they to? They're to Oregon, Notre Dame, and Arkansas. Yeah. Like, those and are you beat teams Baylor. that have talent. Yes, you beat Baylor, who in my super ranking of, like, seven different metrics that I value – is 18th in that. Like, metrics think Baylor's really good despite being 3-3. Three and three. So, is it going to get worse than what it feels like now? No. Because I don't believe BYU's losing to Liberty. I believe is going to win uh, comfortably. Yes, you and I are on the same page with that. I, when, when, when Spencer and I were having the conversation I, on, on Monday where the line came out and, and the question during the whip was, is the 4.5 point favorite like is that is that fair I'm like no it's not fair it should be significantly higher BYU should be beating Liberty by more than a touchdown yeah and the line is different than what BYU should do correct I, I four yes. and a half is fine see I, I, I just fair. I, yeah. I think given the way BYU is playing I, I think even think and now it's up to what six I think it's is up it to six I think okay. it's up to six now okay so anyway yeah I, I just all of the doom and gloom I get it Everybody was upset after that. Everybody. Because you want 10 wins. Yes. And you want to defend home turf. And why didn't you win these two games? And it's a very different I get it. To write this team off is so premature right now. There's, there's. Depends what you're writing off, Shep. If you're writing off a 10-win season, I agree. Yeah, 10 wins not going to happen. Well, what are you writing off? That they can't beat Liberty? No, that they're. I, it's it is the in the moment reaction that oh my goodness, this is the worst team I've ever seen in my life. No, that, that was twenty seventeen. That's that's what people are, are <laughs> talking about worst. this team, and it's just not true. The expectations yeah. are high. Here. Yes, they there's really. no question about that. All right, topic number two. We're going to have Mark Pope in studio coming up in our next segment. But with today being basketball media day, and as we mentioned, we'll have two hours. Lots of players coming in. What are your expectations for men's hoops in their final year of the WCC? My expectations are very open with this team because we don't know what we're going to get, Chip. Um, certainly if this team made a run and somehow made it to the NCAA tournament, that would be amazing. Um, but I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm a pretty blank slate with this group and what we expect because it's hard to go, yes, I expect the NCAA tournament after losing Alex Parcello, Tijon Lucas, Gavin Baxter, Richard Harward, uh, Seneca Knight, Caleb Lohner, and feel uber confident. 
Yet, I like the pieces of guys who have something to prove mm -hmm. in Rudy Williams, Jackson Robinson, Noah Waterman, the return missionaries, and so on. The existing guys, Spencer Johnson, Gideon George, Tiki Elliott Tiki. Foose is going uh, to be a star here, right? I'm excited to watch this uh, team gel. Uh, am I saying they will make the NCAA tournament? No, I'm not going to say that. But I'm excited to watch them develop and just see what happens because this season is the last one in the WCC, of course. The Big 12's looming. You know, BYU uh, realistically going into that league next year. Like, if somehow BYU cobbled together 7-11 and 11 in league, like, that might actually be pretty good, um, despite being sub-500. I'm, I'm, I'm wait and see right now mm -hmm. with this group. Is it, like, if you, you know, gun to my head, what am I, NIT probably. But, like, this, this team could surprise us in a positive way that I can't see now because I don't know what that mix of dudes is going to uh, put out right now. And I'm excited to watch that. Yeah, this is this is an interesting year for many reasons. One, obviously, you're in your last year in your conference, and so you, you have you have one foot in the conference and sort of one foot out as you look ahead. We so, do, they do not. They, they do not. But but this goes to my point though. The 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 biggest thing that I want out of this year is I want this year to be about setting the foundation for the core group philosophy that you're taking into the Big 12. That's what I want that to be determined this year. You're, so you're talking more personnel? I, less, I, yes. Like results? Well, well, the results, you never want to say it's not about results because it is. At Make, the end of the day, it's minimum about, NIT but, plus. I, but I want this season to be about finding out who that core is. Who's the core of people. of people that we take into the Big 12 that we know are going to be here that we can rely on going into this next step, which is just a massive step up in terms of competition and, and everything across the board. Yeah. If we're wanting to get into specifics, I love the fact that the schedule that BYU has has so many opportunities, whether you win or lose the games, because of the, of the opponents you're playing, you're going to get a bump mm -hmm. in terms of the end of the year. And so I love that. But, you know, I, I, I want to see BYU in conference beat the teams you're supposed to beat and then give yourself a chance against the upper echelon teams in the conference, which is Who's kind of BYU what we're supposed to be. Do you expect BYU to be third? Probably not. Fourth? Probably. Okay. That's kind of that, 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 that three, perhaps? that three, four area, I think, yeah. is probably where BYU fits in. Coaches said tied for third as we take a look at the schedule. Starts November 7th against Idaho State. By the way, at least 13 games on BYU TV. And we haven't said this out loud yet. We're expanding the pregame show to an hour. BYU Sports Nation game day will be an hour, so radio and TV an hour, which would be awesome. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because there are only uh, four teams ahead of BYU in the Ken Palm preseason ratings. BYU 44 right now. I would love if BYU finished third. I think that would be, be nice. great. Look, and it's not, it's not insane. No. We expect BYU to be third plus. Last year was a step back. That was disappointing. Obviously, San Francisco had a tremendous year. They made yes. the NCAA tournament as an at-large. Uh, you know, they, they lost uh, uh, Shabazz. Uh, but they returned uh, Bouye. So uh, they're still talented. New coach, Todd Gold moved on to Florida. It's, it's going to be interesting to watch this group. I, I'm with you on the set the table for next year, although what we've seen in the first three years under Mark Pope and what we will continue to see is a lot of transfers come in. That's mm -hmm. as much as you'd like to build that core. And BYU does have three return missionaries that feel like they will play prominently into the core. Um, and this season, we'll see, like, does Richie Saunders play a bunch in the kind of top eight, top nine rotation? What about Dallin Hall? Tanner Toulson coming off a little bit of a foot injury, so he may be a little slower than the other two. But you have Foose, 
you have, uh, you know, you have Jackson Robinson is a, a guy who's got two or three years left. Uh, you got the return missionaries mentioned. So there's some of that core. Yet I think we're always going to see the Jake Toulson, Brandon Averett, Tijon Lucas types, Rudy Williams now, the latest version of that, that uh, support this program in a you come in here and you start and you need to score double yeah. figures because he is expected to do that. There, there's no Alex Barcelo on this team this year. This is the first game uh, against Idaho State that Mark Pope will have coached at BYU without Alex Barcelo. So it's a new era for BYU, and hopefully they do well in this final final year. But there's there's work to do to compete in the Big Twelve. See, like, I, that is football. Football is more ready for the Big Twelve than men's hoops is right now. Like because the Big Twelve is the Big Twelve is the SEC of football there's in no basketball. Question. Like it is, it's going to be a challenge. So I agree with you that you're always going to see. We've seen it because this is the way college basketball, college athletics is going in terms of the transfers. Yeah. But it's also what we've seen out of Coach Pope and the coaching staff. They're always going to be bringing in guys from the transfer portal, bringing guys in, maybe only here for a year, year or two at the most. But I, I still think every team that does that still has a core group of players that you know are there that you can count on. And then you then you can go out and find out what else you need and bring them into that core. I think that's what this year is about is finding that core first. Spencer Johnson is uh, going to be here this year and next year. Yep. He's going to be one of those guys that feels like he's been here eight years, <laughs> which to me is a great thing. Love, yeah. love Spencer Johnson, the Instapot. Okay, our voice of the nation question of the day is this. Uh, is this the low point of the BYU football season? At CL underscore living. I ask the same question every day about the stock markets. <laughs> yeah, agreed right now, right? Then something happens to make things go even lower. A healthy Jaron and, and Gunner and Puka and Davis has me buying more stock in the season right now. And that's good news, as we heard from uh, Kalani Sitake, with more, uh, you know, Miles and Lopini against Liberty. Let's go. Uh, and and let's, let's get this done in Virginia. Because trust me, if that doesn't happen, there are bigger issues. But I, I firmly believe, and you do too, that uh, BYU is coming away with the win Saturday. All right, BYU football with Kalani Satake is available on demand. Join Greg Rubel and the coach, plus Chase Roberts in the film room and a new deep blue on quarterback Max Hall. Watch it now on BYUSN.com. Hey, it must be media day. Mark's in a suit or a game day. How will this team be drastically look different at, look at dapper. from last year? Oh, look at, look at Mark Pope. This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by the Tim Daly Auto Group, serving Utah since 1968. Let's go. Men's Basketball Media Day here on BYU Sports Nation. Great to have you. Jeremy Jordan alongside Jason Shepard. We typically have a no suit, no tie policy on the show. Shep never breaks that, which is nice. <laughs> Our next guest is breaking that, but it's for a, a good reason. He's the stone-faced Mark Pope. What's up, Doc? How are you, man? <laughs> Great. I love the new set, by the way. This on? is incredible. Oh, thank you. I yeah, love it. Welcome to the living room. We, is this comfortable, I, I right? I love it. Spencer called it the Cougar Council Room because this, <laughs> Yeah, it's fantastic. Know. Okay, so you are wearing this. I look amazing, by the way. <laughs> you do look really good. I can see good. modern right now. Woo! Okay, so, so this makes you're wearing the suit today. It's media day. It's media day. Is, 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 I know how you feel about the suit. Is yeah. the suit, is it the, the season you're going suits again as a coaching we staff? Actually, we actually debated this in the office yesterday at staff meeting. Yes. And, um, and it was a dominating, dominating, resounding no suits. Uh, I am, uh, me and one other staff member, the holdouts, I don't know what's going to happen. 
I don't know what's going to happen. I, I kind of thought you were going to say it was don't happen. know what's going to happen. Yeah, you're going to make the decision because you're the head coach. Well, I make the decision, but I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> you, you said to me one time in pregame last year, Central Methodist, I remember, about the suits because I brought it up. You said, this is, a, this is a special sacred place to me. I wear suits to church. Yeah. I wear suits on the court. But I also can change. I can change. Like you're going to wear a polo to church now? I can change. I don't know if we're going to change. I don't know if it's the right time to change, but we can change. I feel like his assistants are getting to him on this. Yeah. Okay, but listen, do you know this is the fourth, this is our fourth media day. Did you know that? Yeah. And so I thought it would yeah. be appropriate, because we're trying to get ratings here. If we, <laughs> we live are? right now. Play Connect Four? Connect if Four? we play a live game of Connect Four yeah, at a weird go. angle, okay? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. while we do the interview. While we do the interview. You can go first, you're blue, ask questions, we'll okay. have a conversation. Winner take all. I feel pressure right now. To win this? To win. Okay, so I, I are, are you white or are you blue? You choose. You guys go first, you choose. We'll, we'll be uh, we'll be blue. Blue. We're Bring blue. It. Bring it. We're blue. Okay. Go. Okay. okay. We'll, we'll talk what and, will, and play. What okay. will drastically be different on this year's roster versus the next? Okay. So super excited about this year. I mean, we are so excited about this year, actually. And um, and oh boy. And we are going to be. We are young, and we're a little bit undersized, and. We have. I'm so not focused. We have. I know that's the trick. That's why I've got you distracted. Connect four. And uh, I think there's going to be a little bit of a. Listen, uh, we kind of we kind of rolled through the first three years, and um, this is going to be a nice transition for us. I think we're super excited. It's our last year in the WCC. It's our last time. It's our last opportunity to try and really make some hay here. We're super excited about that, and we'll see. We'll see what we can do with this year. I'm so excited. There's a lot going on here. You guys have to keep asking <laughs> yeah, okay. questions. So, I know. Well, when, when it's my turn, I got to Don't focus. be distracted. What has been the biggest takeaway from camp so far? Okay. What we do is we got a bunch of guys with incredible energy. Like, incredible energy. Um, I've been super proud of the guys' effort. I'm super proud of how they've approached practice every day. We made it through two-a-days, which is really incredible. And... Um, and so this is a fun group, man. Trying to learn, trying to grow. One time during a women's volleyball match uh, last year, Amy Gant and I actually played Mario Kart, yeah. like in front of the whole crowd. Yeah. While I was describing it, on t- yeah. that was a challenge. But you this know is a challenge because I need what? time to. You know think. what's nice right now is is people watching are like, don't go there. Yeah, oh yeah, they <laughs> have no idea. Armchair court, <laughs> armchair connect four people are at home just the, screaming. The at problem us. is, is that like. We're going to, like, this is going to, like, one of us is going to walk away with a win here. And true. that is it's true. super stressful. It's true. Well, like, like, luckily it's not women's soccer where they eliminate overtime and they just tie buttons. Oh, you know yeah, it's so hard. Like, what, what are you waiting? There's, a, there's an obvious move here. There you, is, but I'm doing? also looking at his attack. Yeah, I, don't, which, I, don't, I actually don't have a plan. <laughs> I don't have a plan right now. Are you talking about the season or Connect No, 4? I'm talking about Connect oh, okay. 4. <laughs> this is a lot of pressure. Hey, from a yes, strategic standpoint, yes, what yes, will fans is. see different this year? Okay, so uh, we, we actually have, you know, one of the things that we're really focused on this year is we're spending a lot of time on the defensive end trying to be more disruptive. That's super important to us. Uh, we're trying to have a posture this year where um, we have been a really good defensive team for the last three years. We've been uh, averaging the top 50 in the country, and we've kind of been a bend-don't-break defense. And we're trying to take more opportunities to be disruptive. We have a really interesting lineup where – uh, we got, you know, we got a bunch of guys. We're not, we're not height-wise, we're not very big, but we're long. 
you know, we can put lineups on the on the floor that are kind of wingspan six nine, six eleven, seven one, seven one, seven three, right? And so You're talking to Tiki Foose, Noah. Yeah, well, uh, and I'm talking about Jax, and I'm talking about Gideon, and I'm talking about Trey. I mean, Trey Stewart is mm-hmm. six two, six nine, right? And so he's six nine wingspan. Yes, and so what? so so we have wow. some length out there, and we're trying to explore that. It's a little bit of a different field for us, and then offensively, we're trying to play as fast as we possibly can. That's super important to us. Oh, that's dangerous, guys. Speaking of really dangerous. Yeah, okay, all right. Um. <clears throat> I do not like the way this game is shaping up at all. Um, let's see here. Now, we're told the control room says you had the win there. I'm trying to see where he had the where? win. I don't think he oh, I don't yeah, think yeah, I had the yeah, win. Yeah, you got to go. Yeah, you got to go here. I yeah. definitely did not have the yeah. win. Yeah. Okay. Ooh, okay. let's go. That was the Okay, so w- I know go. where you can't go, Jerem. Yes. I know where I can't okay. go. Okay. Yes. We're competing for the same spot. Can you feel the pressure? I mean, has there <laughs> ever been this pressure. much pressure like, in this studio? The, the, I have feelings that I don't have during uh, the show, which is like, I, I don't kid know you what not. I'm going to do. I kid you not. People are going to be like, no! I, I love yeah, it. Yeah, okay, no, here we go. The you're an idiot is being screamed uh, by multiple people. Okay, so you talked about that wingspan. Yes. 6'9 with Trey is ridiculous. Yes. Uh, speaking of, is he a guy that's going to see more PT this year? Tell you what, so interestingly enough, uh, Trey Stewart right now, so we record everything. We, we, we record every, every single stat. And so in live play right now, well, first of all, Trey's worked so hard in this offseason. He has grown so much as a player. It's really incredible. Oh, I'm stupid. It's right here. Ah, I can't believe yeah, it. It took so me sad. forever. Honestly, we I won. thought it was a shadow. Yes, yeah. very nice. Boo! Yeah! Boo! It took me forever to see. Boo Sports Nation! <laughs> <laughs> that took me way too long to see. He, he's had an unbelievable summer, and um, he's worked on so many different things. His decision-making has moved up like quantum leaps ahead. He's still got a ton of growth in him. He's got a really high ceiling. And super fun right now, um, in live play, since we started camp, in every live possession, he's shooting 50% from the three-point line, which is super exciting for us. That's awesome. And um, so he's done an unbelievable job. He's bringing an intensity to practice. He's bringing uh, some joy to the gym. I think he's been fantastic. You have a new uh, addition to the staff as well. Um, how has how that gone? What's, what's, what, what type of dynamic has that added? So uh, Cahill has been awesome. We actually have a couple of new additions right. to the staff, but um, Cahill is our new assistant coach. and. Um, Coach Fennell, and he is—he's uh, got a like a, in, a, a instinctive intensity to him that is actually is unbelievable. He's an elite level communicator. I know you guys have had on the show. He's—he's mm-hmm. he's an unbelievable communicator. Uh, He's—he has a great sense of where our guys are. He's developing great relationships with these guys. He's a hard driving dude. Like I love him. Him and his family. Like. Uh, Sarah, his wife, and Cohen and Ezra, his, his, his kids, uh, they're around a lot, and they have brought such uh, great energy and uh, newfound intensity to this program. It's super fun. You mentioned the other additions. So you've, you've added to the staff here. Is mm-hmm. this, is this uh, stuff you've wanted to do, or is this like Big 12 prep in terms of performance enhancement, a.k.a. kind of mental yep. strength, sports yep. psychology? And then also video and analytics strategy. Yeah, yeah. So um, we're super excited about it. We uh, lovingly refer to them as the squad. And so um, we have a GA, uh, Monica, who's doing an unbelievable job for us. She's a PhD student in, in uh, clinical psychology here at BYU. And so uh, she has brought in um, four of the directors of the clinical psychology program. They're, they're donating a lot of time to us right now. And they're really kind of, it's it's awesome having these extra eyes. They're at every single practice. 
and um, they're kind of meeting with our guys one-on-one, -on -one, and they're kind of helping us digest all the communication that comes in the program, and it's helping me become a way better coach. Uh, I, I love having them, so that's an addition to the staff that we made that's really, really important. Um, and I think it gives us a chance for growth. And the more data we get on this about how we do this, the better. I think it's going to help us in the long term. Uh, I have a new uh, executive assistant who's doing an unbelievable job, Megan Summers. She just ran the entire alumni uh, reunion deal this Saturday. How was, was that, by the way? It was it cool. awesome. I'm telling you, I, I think I, I, you guys have to check the numbers. I think there's only four or five schools in the country in all of college basketball, they can claim two or more Wooden Award winners, and we're one of them. Mm. And we had both those guys in the gym. Yeah. Danny and, and Slick Nick were there. Uh, we also had like it was it was super fun. Uh, Jeff Chapman kind of came and take a, a leadership role in, in organizing this alumni group. Oh, and that's awesome. We're looking at him for, for, for to carry that mantle moving forward. And I thought he was it was so fun to hear him speak. Uh, it was super fun. Keith Rice was here, who's. Um, our first African-American player to ever graduate from BYU in the men's basketball program, and it was so fun to have him back on campus. It's just as, and then we had all, you know, we had so many of the young alumni guys, the guys that have been there the last three or four or five or six years. It was actually super special. We've been doing it every year. It's growing every year, and it's really important. We have incredible alumnus, and um, to see them all back together and doing what they're doing is awesome. I've heard you say that even though we know we're going to the Big 12, we have to focus on this year. Yeah. But with such a big transition coming in a very short period of time, how, how, do, you, how do you manage what's in the now, yeah. but with, a, with an eye on what has to be done going into that? How do you manage that? Yeah, there's a lot. Like we just, I mean, I just ran over here from a compliance meeting where we're talking about the, the new autonomy rules that'll be um, starting for us, the autonomy five rules that'll start for us next July 1st, right? Which is just, I mean, that stuff that you're planning out way in the future, trying to figure out how you kind of have to re-navigate the waters based on new rules. What do you, what are some of those as a power five? Yeah, so some it's- Some called autonomous five. Yeah, so so the new CARA rules, so it's kind of the way that you record hours where student athletes are allowed, or, or, or can be required to uh, be doing sports-related activities, that totally changes. Hmm. Scholarships totally change. Like there's a whole laundry list of changes where you know, there's some things we have to start navigating right now, even though they don't start in, yeah. you know, until July 1st. And then, uh, so there's all that going on. There's the feel of it, kind of getting to know the league a little bit better, reaching out to coaches, uh, understanding how they approach, like scheduling has been a huge issue for us the last six months, because a lot of times you're scheduling out a year or two or three, or you're doing extended year contracts. And we've tried to, we've worked really hard to build in as much flexibility as we can scheduling, because our scheduling strategy is going to get turned upside down on its head. Yep. And so trying to figure out how to do that right, it's a new learning curve for us. And then with all that said, the only thing we care about right now is we got to win. We got to win November 7th, and we got to find a way to be productive in the WCC. And this is our last shot. And this league is a great league. This WCC is a great league. And it's given us everything we can handle. And we got to find a way to go out with a bang. It's super important to us. Certainly, several newcomers will factor I'm in. I'm so twisted up that I lost, guys. <laughs> like, I'm telling you, I don't take losing well. I can't even think right now. Go, bring it. Let me ask you. So, uh, not sure if you knew this, but there's no Alex Barcelo on the team. This will be your first yeah, team with yeah, him. That's right. Uh, 
<laughs> Noah Waterman. Alex has literally moved on to better places. <laughs> Italy, I mean, have you right? seen pictures of this joint? Italy, yeah. Well, it's our, Rhodes, Italy? Greece. Yeah, Rhodes, Greece, Greece sorry, is Greece, like yeah. the most beautiful island in the world. Amazing. Okay, yes, yeah, so That's post awesome. Alex Barcelo. Okay, so you bring in three guys who are expected to have an impact. Yeah. Uh, talk to me about those three with Noah Waterman and Rudy Williams yeah. and Jackson Robinson. Yeah. I mean, uh, I know we've covered this, but you, you don't have to say anything more about Noah Waterman than the fact that he hiked up the Y like not on the path. He just scaled just, the mountain. Did just, you hear the story? Straight up. We it's talked incredible. about it in the practice. <laughs> yes. For those and that so, don't know. Yeah. And so this Noah Waterman, <laughs> this guy is, he is unbelievable. He's brought so much joy into our locker room. He's incredibly skilled uh, for a guy that's 6'9". He's a career 44, 44% three-point shooter. Uh, he's really, really aggressive off the bounce. He's a great decision maker, great passer. Um, he's got some real swag and charisma to him, so he's been a, in a, a great addition to our team. Um, Jackson Robinson is a big-time, big-time recruit who's got a ridiculously high uh, um, ceiling as a talent who has not had an opportunity yet to really establish himself. And so we expect him to have a huge impact. He's one of those guys with these amazing wingspans. It's got incredible length. He's got great feet. He's, a, you know, he's one of our DIM leaders on this team right now so far. DIM. Uh, defensive impact metric. It's it's an you know Keegan, Keegan Brown, our strategy analytics trick, which is driving me crazy, right? Uh, but he's <laughs> teaching us all. Yeah. And then um, and then Rudy Williams is uh, he's going to take a massive leadership role on this team, and he is uh, a giant personality who who loves the camera as an athlete and loves the camera as a personality. And um, he's brought a ton of joy and intensity and fight and focus to our team. Again, can really, really shoot the ball, brings a physicality to the game. So those three guys can be really important for us. Yeah, and, those and three a decent uh, uniform model. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yes. What? Yeah. You're, by on. the way, which one's your favorite? The white or I'm, are you going with the, no. the, the, the and there are others coming Come down the pipe that have been Come unannounced. On. Like yeah. the Kalani Satake uniform. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yes. That is next yes. level. So we were working on this last <laughs> summer, I think, last summer. Uh, we we kind of put the final touches on this. And, like, to finally bring the Royal and the Navy together in one. Look look at that. And the block Y with the yeah. Yeah. Come on, top. the beat digger. What? Yeah. Like, that is everything good about BYU right there. On that it may or may not be my screensaver. On and my I kid you not, Rudy is an incredible model, man. Can we flash back to that? How good does this kid look? He looked Woo! good. He looked good. It's like Mark, a young there Jerem is. Jordan there body is. right there. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I, w I wish it was the 38-year-old me. Come on now. Mark, we appreciate it. Best of luck with all the interviews you're going to do today. We're and, running uh, it back. We're running it back. I can't sit on a lot. You can't. You can't. Yeah, we're going to have to do another one, right? Yeah. Hey, let's, can we edit that out? I know there's post-show post, post, post show process. Can we fix that? Unfortunately, this was live. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Thanks, Mark. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks, Mark. All right, coming up next Wednesday, we get the season started with yeah. our blue-white game coverage as the men's basketball season quickly approaches. Watch it live on the BYU TV app at 9 Eastern time. Look at that picture of Rudy Williams throwing down. At that the also looks like germ. Yeah, very similar. <laughs> well, coming up, we know when the Big 12 football schedule will be released. Can Jason wait that long? No. The answer is no. This is BYU Sports Nation. Connect for champs. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. This is BYU Sports Nation. To interact with the show and get great content throughout the day, follow us on social media platforms on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and the TikTok. Look, it took a sec, but we took down Mark. Look, it's the only thing we're ever going to beat him in. <laughs> True. 
So it's true. We're gonna we're gonna enjoy that for a few. This minutes. man was in the last dance. So uh, <laughs> let's go. Uh, he is Jason. I'm Jerem. Let's whip it. Cook Whip Ramps is in by Marisk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. Yesterday, Big 12 Commissioner Brett Yormark officially announced some details about the upcoming football season. We had a call this morning. Um, we will not have divisions. Uh, we'll announce the, the next year's schedule in early December, which is pretty much when it has been done previously. And over a two-year period, each of the schools will, will play each other um, at least once. So um, excited about what that schedule will look like when we find it. Jason, can you wait that long? No, I cannot. Um, I was expecting this in October. The fact that it's not going to happen in October, it's not going to happen in November. Late November, early December. We have to, he, early December is, is is what we're looking at. So the fact that we have to wait, yeah, I'm not, I'm not happy. My Christmas presents here. That's, Which, by the way, that's your cheap way out of it. A lot of that information I'm a big had been gift previously me. reported, yes. made official. Now we yes. didn't know the date, or and we still don't, but we know the timeline. BYU baseball released its schedule yesterday. It looks like you'll be spending February 16th through the 25th in uh, the Big Easy in Louisiana. Louisiana, not uh, New Orleans per se. Jason, will you be coming back talking like Brian Kelly? I, I think it. I think it's a must. I think it happens. Whether family. <laughs> whether whether you want. Look. How do you say it? Family, family. You you do now. Yeah. In I'm, February, I'm, you I'm just I'm just telling family. you. Like with all of that, uh, the, the Cajun <laughs> food yeah, be down so, in Louisiana so for like ten days. Awesome. I'm gonna come back sounding like I fit right in to the culture. Absolutely. What, uh, Said no one. You would do it the same. I would. We fa- we assimilate family. very quickly to our surroundings. My t- my tie impersonation would become who I actually am. Yes. So yes, it would. Yeah. All right. After further review, breaks down what's going on with the defense and what's going on on the offensive side of the football. Watch it on demand now on BYUSN.com. No special teams. What's up with that? Coming up, the newest Deep Blue featuring Max Hall and his recovery from a drug addiction. This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation, live on this Men's Basketball Media Day, which we'll get more of, too, in hour number two. Well, BYU Max Hall had it all. The wins, the storybook ending in 2009 against Utah, and more. Then as quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals, Max Hall found himself with a drug addiction. And it wasn't until his wife, McKenzie, Snapped him out of it that Hall found new meaning. This is Deep Blue. My whole life growing up playing sports, you're taught to do things a certain way, and you're taught to have pride in what you do. You're taught to work hard, to give it everything you got, to be tough. When you get hit, you get back up. At BYU, we had this little thing. When he got knocked down, he would get up faster than the guy that knocked him down. And it was for me and his mom, so that we weren't sitting in the stands worried that he's not getting up. And so when he gets to the Cardinals and he's not getting up faster than the guy, I'm in the stands freaking out, like, hey, get up, that's our deal, you know? And then watching his demeanor change. I knew something was off, something was going on. I knew he wasn't being honest with me about things and ended up finding some drug paraphernalia. This sucks, right? I'm in this bad place. Oh, wait, if I take this, it makes it all good? Takes away the physical, emotional, and mental pain, and everything's okay? Give me some more of that. I had two babies during this. Rex, our son, was only five months old when I found out I'm pregnant again. And so it's not only am I pregnant, I have a newborn baby, and then my husband's going through something that I can't help him with. 
So about five years into the addiction, I knew that I couldn't, I couldn't go on much longer living the way that we were. And I just started praying that something would happen. And I, and I didn't know what I was praying for at the time, but my Heavenly Father did, and Max was arrested. And that's when it really hit me when I got to the back of the cop car, man. You're sitting in the back of a cop car, hands behind. They slam the door shut on you, and there's silence. And that's when I thought to myself, it's over. So I just lost everything at that moment right there. My family, my reputation, any, any, any future endeavors I thought I could do, maybe coaching in the future, all of it, gone. No one's going to want anything to do with me anymore. Next morning, hits the news, front page of all the newspapers, social media, everything. I felt like our secret was out. I had been keeping this in for so long. Not even my best friends knew what was going on. I didn't tell anybody because I was trying to protect him. And while protecting him, I was like dying slowly inside because I just was holding something very, very hard inside. I didn't think this at the time, but now it was the best thing that could have happened to me. It was God's way of saying, okay, you're done. We got to fix this. I turned my phone off through all this. I had a, some inspiration to turn it back on. I turned my phone back on. Right away, it rings. It's Brandon Doman, my coach from BYU. He says, Max, I love you. We got you. We're bringing you up to Utah. We're going to take care of you. Like, we got you, buddy. You know, BYU donors and fans and stuff that had called wanting to help. Like, what can we do to help Max? And knowing that those people didn't just step back when they saw someone get arrested, that they wanted to jump in and just surround him with love and support. And me too. Was, I mean, from both of us, I was getting calls and texts too. It was it was incredible to know that, that they still want to be a part of our lives. But when I was arrested and then I end up in rehab, I still haven't really had like any sort of closure conversation with Mackenzie. I didn't know where she stood. And um, I remember when I got into rehab, I wouldn't answer the phone in rehab. I didn't want to talk to anybody, especially her, because I was scared to death of what she was going to say. I thought the words were going to be, I love you, but I'm sorry, I can't do this anymore. I'm glad you're getting help, but I'm out. During that three months, I didn't just sit around and mope and, you know, be sad that my husband was in rehab. I started taking care of myself. I started learning about addiction. I started learning about codependency. And then I also, started taking one hour a day for myself. I feel like for so long, I was Max Hall's wife, you know? And and I decided that I I want to find myself again. So I finally work up the enough courage to call her, and she goes, Max, I love you. I'm so grateful you're in there. I'm here to fight if you're willing to fight. So that was a big step for me. And that allowed me to really kind of do well while I was in rehab. But problem is, when I got out of rehab and they sent me back home, and they're just like, here's some AA meetings by your house. Like, good luck to you. I thought I was doing great, but when I got back home, that next year of my life was maybe one of the worst years of my life. I was sober. I wasn't using or drinking. I wasn't really working my program. I didn't have anything going on. I was just sitting around white knuckling it, right? And for me, at the time, my biggest fear was a relapse. And I learned that that shouldn't be my biggest fear, that I need to just focus on myself. And by doing that, 
whether there's a relapse or whether there's not, I'm gonna be okay because I am gonna be strong enough to be able to get through whatever comes. So that's when she's like, dude, I didn't sign up for this. I'm not doing this. You're sitting on the couch all day long. You're depressed. You're, you won't answer your phone. You won't go out. You won't, I'm in this rut. And so I finally sat him down and I said, Max, are we gonna do this or not? I said, okay, I gotta be disciplined. I gotta work hard. I gotta study. I gotta have a game plan every day. I gotta script my day out. I gotta do all these things that I did as a quarterback and do them as a dad or as a coach, as a father, as a friend, you know what I mean? And, and put it into a different area of my life. Well, I was joining a podcast and I was told that Max went through an addiction, went through the same kind of, uh, we have the same background. I wanted to see where his mind was at. I know if he could recover, that his information, his process could help other people along the way. And he asked me if I ever thought, you know, Max would ever do anything else besides coaching. And I kind of, I was like, no, that, you know, he's so passionate about coaching. I know that football is something that needs to be in his life forever. And, and he's like, well, I think that there's more. When you talk about even in the 12 steps of recovery, the last step, the 12th step is giving back. Like that's how you stay sober is giving back and helping other people. That's like a big part of it. I want to have an aftercare program that people can be in as long as they want. So yeah, you might go to a 30 day rehab. When you get out, come to us and let us continue your care and keep you on the right track. So you don't fall into a de deep depression like I did or anxiety like I did because I didn't continue my care. That's what we're trying to give. That's our niche. That's what we want to do at Victory is create this community of people. I hope that we are able to help as many, as many people as possible. And not only addicts, but be able to help the loved ones. Because if the loved one doesn't get help, as much as the addict, it's not gonna work. She was dealt this hand. She didn't ask for it. She had to deal with a husband who became a drug addict and watch me go down this path of destruction. And she could have easily quit. She could have easily bounced and not, not had to deal with it and moved on. But to her credit, she's a freaking warrior, man. She's just like loyal, had my back the whole time and said, okay, what do I gotta do to make this thing better? She didn't sit back and say, Max, this is on you. You gotta go fix this. No, she got in. She got in the arena and started going to work, working on herself, reading books, learning about addiction. And I think it is the person that I was supposed to be, you know, all along, but I don't think that I would have ever gotten to this point without the trial that we went through and without all the things that I had to heal from and to help me grow and become as strong as I am today. And that's what we want to do at Victory Recovery is be able to help families, addicts, and, and really anyone that wants to even learn more about addiction. And so I think it's gonna be pretty cool. Last year, I got to go back to BYU really for the first time. I went to the BYU-Utah game and I'm nervous because I don't know how people are gonna react. And to my astonishment, man, as soon as I walked into that stadium, it was nothing but love from blue or red. This is amazing because I think people for the most part understand there's things in life that are bigger than football, bigger than BYU-Utah. And so to get that reaction and that welcome back to the community was huge. And then I got to go play in the alumni game. And here's Max, winds up, caught, touchdown! I mean, look at this, I mean, to have a chance to come back on this field with these guys and play, even though it was seven on seven, 
I mean, that's something we'll always remember, to have all these greats here on this field. So epic night, man. Everybody is either going through it or knows somebody close to them that's going through it, and it hits home. So when they can see somebody go through that, no matter what color jersey they wore, they understand what that's like and the importance of it, and they can relate to that. So it's no longer about the red and blue anymore. Yeah, I'm still going to cheer for BYU or whatever, but it's about the community and the connection of people go through mental health issues and addiction issues, and we need to rally around and help, and I felt that support. We absolutely need each other. McKenzie uh, stole the show there, which uh, Max was pleased about last night when I talked to him about the story. Uh, VictoryRecoveryAZ.org. VictoryRecoveryAZ.org is the website for the clinic that they have started. Fantastic stuff. All right, tune in Saturday at 1.30 Eastern time for BYU Sports Nation game day as we get you ready for BYU at Liberty with interviews, features, and breakdowns. You can watch it live on BYU TV and the BYU TV app. First hour in the books, but first, who among you shall get the elite voice of the day? We'll hand it out after the break on this Basketball Media Day. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. BYU Sports Nation is on demand. Download the free BYU TV and BYU radio apps or listen to the podcast. Subscribe, rate, and review while you're there. Let's hand out uh, the elite voice of the day at the end of this first hour uh, as we go to the Voice of the Nation. Presented by PAX, Healthcare Elevated, True Blue, no, no you, no. True Blue, no you. No you. I get it. Yeah. Hopefully, just happy, uh, uh, and, and is this the low point of the season is this question. Hopefully, just happy this is the last season of Independence because next season with two or three losses, still have a chance and everything to play for. That's exactly right. Being in a conference changes everything. Outlook opportunities, yes. everything. Yes, it does. Okay, stay tuned for the second hour of BYU Sports Nation on this Basketball Media Day as we talk to Gideon George, Rudy Williams, Cody Fieger, and Spencer Johnson, all dressed and nowhere to go, hanging out with us in the first segment next hour. This is sharp. BYU Sports Nation. Look at Sharp, man. Stay with us. To BYU Sports Nation, hour number two, free BYUSN going on right now. Great to have you here in Studio B, Jerem Jordan alongside Shep. Is it always free? Yeah, uh, but it's like, hey, free baseball. When, I know. You know what I mean? Yeah. I saw nine innings of free baseball on Yeah, Saturday. 18 innings hanging that, out up in Seattle. That was crazy. It was How'd crazy. that end? Uh, anyway, uh, in the se- I don't know, ask the Padres fans last night. In the second hour of today's show, we've got a great guest lineup coming. Yes, we do, and it is all basketball all the time. We'll have BYU assistant coach Cody Feger joining us here. Gideon George will be on set, as will Rudy Williams. But we start things off with this guy. Spencer Johnson, a.k.a. the Instapod. He can get let's hot go. quick. Uh, let's go, man. Mr. Max suit deal. Yeah, shout out Mr. Looking Mac. Looking good. <laughs> Looking good, man. Um, okay, let's let's talk about it. You're listed as a junior. Mm-hmm. You have two years left, which is yeah. great. Yeah. I was thinking maybe you were a senior, but with COVID, it's hard to know these days. I'll graduate this year, but still got another year to play. That's awesome. And I know, uh, oh, what's your uh, degree, by the way? Urban planning. Urban planning. Yeah. Okay, and you want to be a realtor? Yeah, commercial real estate. 
You're almost there. I'm almost there. I'm working on my license right now. So if anybody has a commercial building that we need to get sold, Nice. Hit me up. Like, so so go. we're going we're gonna to see Spencer's name joining. Like as we drive down I-15, you see these big buildings. That's they right. have the banners on them. Say, call so-and-so if you're interested. Spencer that, Johnson's name is going right. to be on you'll, you'll join the David Nixon, the David, yeah. Jim Balderson. They're in, they're in that game okay. as well. Jimmy Balderson used to play for BYU as there well we in hoops. The, perhaps the greatest Canadian men's basketball player in BYU history. Okay, let's talk hoops with you. Um, oh, uh, Realty, by the way. You're almost there? Yeah. You're almost licensed. Like, close, close. That's awesome. I'm getting there. In college. That's, that's great, man. Mm -hmm. Okay, so rumor has it you've, get, you've bulked up. you gained some muscle. Is this true? It's true. How much? What are we talking about here? So, <clears throat> from the, the end of last season to the beginning of this one right now, 18 pounds. 18? Yeah. Just pure, undefiled muscle. Can't you tell through the camera right here? <laughs> so what's, what was the purpose of gaining the weight? Is it just is it, is it durability? Is it just to be bigger in general? Like, what's, what was the reason behind it? Um, for me, just I just wanted to be bigger, you know? I remember back to our St. Mary's game, and I was like, they're dirty. Like, you watch the St. Mary's game, <laughs> they are dirty. We're going there. And I was like, I'm sick of getting punked by St. Mary's. So I'm going to put on this weight. I, I'm going to spend – a lot of time in the weight room this summer, and we developed a plan with Coach Shork, our strength coach, and it was awesome. We made it happen. Are you talking about fighting through contact? Is that yeah. what you're referring to? Yeah. Like so, like, with every, with every rep, was it like, St. Murray's, <laughs> Yale's? Like, I mean, it's like, is that what it was? <laughs> Randy Bennett, yeah. Logan Johnson. <laughs> and uh, I kind of love that you said that because it's a rivalry. You go back yeah. and forth and whatnot. Um, what is it about St. Mary's that makes it so uh, emotional? Because clearly that matters to you based on your comment. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> last year when we went there, the, St. Mary's has a stigma when you go there that the refs just aren't going to make calls, right? It's just, a, it's just a tough place to play. And when we went there, like, sure enough, there were some questionable calls or non-calls made. And I was like – that's, I'm just, that's just not going to happen. Whether the ref calls the call this next year or not, it's not going to affect the way that I finish. You know. What are your thoughts on this being the last year in the conference? I, I know Coach Pope really wants you guys focusing this year, not yeah. looking ahead, but, I mean, everywhere you go, it's going to be the last time you're going there. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a little weird. I mean, the, the WCC has been great. There's some really cool places we go, San Francisco and, and San Diego, really, really cool cities. Um, definitely don't want to discount this year as we're looking forward to next year. We, there's some good teams, and you got to stay locked in. It'd be fun to play Utah State this year. It's not happening yeah. because your brother transferred to Utah State. Yep. We would have had part two of the Johnson Bowl. <laughs> I know. Which you are 1-0 in yep. after the Oregon game last year. Uh, were you bummed when you heard that news? I was bummed out. Um, that's always a fun game because I think we were going to either play it uh, at the Jazz Arena or up in Logan which, you know, either one of those venues is, is super cool. Didn't work out this year, which is a bummer. I love that game, yeah. too. I think it's a great one. Yeah. But he called me and is like, dude, I can't believe it. The last memory I have of you is, is you putting a 40 ball on me. <laughs> <laughs> and the pass. And the, yeah. it was, that, was, that was quite the moment. Uh, that was quite the moment, which was awesome. Okay, uh, let's talk about American Fork. Mm -hmm. You and Trey Stewart represent. Yeah. That's a, that's a nice uh, caveman representation right there. Yeah. And your, th your thoughts on Trey's game. He feels like he's going to be a bigger part of this team. This he year. is. He's taking a, a big stride. He's, he's shooting the ball really well. I think he's been shooting like 50% from three in, in all of our live play. So 
Um, he's taking a big step. He's shooting it really well. He's making really good plays. He's super athletic. I don't know if you guys knew that. Six nine wingspan. Yeah. Like I, said. I didn't realize that that he's plus seven. Yeah. That's amazing. So he he's definitely going to be a big part of our team this year. And he'll customize your shoes. <laughs> yes, he will. I'm actually working on a deal with him. So nice. Look out for that. Nice. So take us through this new team. Obviously, lots of new faces. You've been here for a couple of seasons, so you you've kind of been around a couple of different mm -hmm. types of teams. G give us the rundown on on this group and 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 what. What fans can expect this year? Yeah, we, I mean, we have a lot of new guys and there's always challenges that come with that. We're, we're, you know, trying to get everyone on the same page because we haven't played with each other. Dudes are coming from different places. So, you know, we got to get everybody on the same page, but um, the big thing that they've been pushing for us is like, hey, make a play for your teammate, you know, which, which is always a great way when you got dudes that are coming in, you get that ball moving around and you're sharing it and everyone starts to feel good. And you're like, okay, we can play with each other, you know. And that was fun to see during the practice as we see some of that footage uh, from a couple of weeks ago because the coaching staff will actually get mad at you if you don't take that open shot. Yeah. When that play is made, which is really funny. It's like, no, don't make the extra – make an extra play, but we don't want an extra extra play. Exactly. Yeah, they tell us all the time, we work really hard to earn a good shot for our teammates. So if you don't shoot the ball, you're actually being selfish because mm -hmm. we worked hard to get you that. Which is, which is a cool concept. You'd think that, yeah, you'd think that's yeah. uh, counterintuitive there. What did you work on this offseason mm -hmm. individually to get better besides gaining 18 pounds yeah. of muscle? Straight muscle. Obviously strength. Um, been working really hard uh, with Coach Fennell, who's come in. Um, we we're, we're really want to play in transition a lot more this year. So working really hard with him on, hey, when you catch the ball, like you need to be able to make a read in 0.5 seconds about – are you going to drive? Are you going to shoot? Or are you going to pass? Um, so that's been super helpful for me. And, you know, just taking those, those steps that, um, to be a leader on this team as well because we have so many new guys. Well, and, and being a leader, that's obviously a role that, that I'm sure that you would love to be, be able to do this year. From an on-the-court perspective, have, have the coaches talked to you about what type of role they envision for you this year? Not a ton. Not a ton yet. Um, probably a conversation that we will have. Um, but just the way things have been shaping up, I, you know, in, in our practices and, and preseason and things like that, I, I really feel like I have kind of, you know, had to take that, that next leadership role. And it's been awesome. I love it. There are a lot of newcomers. Um, tell us about kind of who sticks out and who fans are going to enjoy watching yeah. this season. Because obviously there's kind of the big three in and, and Noah and uh, Rudy and Jackson. Yeah. And there are three return missionaries and there are other, mm -hmm. there are other guys. There are lots of newcomers. Totally. Yeah, each dude brings a, a different strength to the team. Um, but one, one dude I, f I think that Cougar fans are really going to like is Rudy. He's super fun. Um, I was talking to some people earlier today, and, and he's just like your classic point guard where he's always talking. Like I, I walk into the locker room, and he's on the phone with somebody, or he's FaceTiming, or he's talking to one of his teammates. Like the dude is just always talking, which you love. Communicator. Communicator. On and off the court. Yeah, which you love for your point guard. So I think, you know, Cougar Nation is really going to like him. So he's coming on the show a little bit later mm -hmm. on. Is there, is, there, is there something that maybe we can put him on the spot with? Maybe something we can ask him about? Oh, man. That, like, he's like, whoa, they, the how, how do you know that? How do, how we, do you know and that? And we've had him on before, yes. but, but we need some insight. Yeah, I mean, you're around Rudy every day. <laughs> yeah. Ask him about – he's from Canada, but he says he's from Florida, so <laughs> – 
Maybe put a little play on that. Come know. on, okay. Ontario. Yeah. It's from Ontario. Let's go. Okay. Um, in terms of your play, you played 61 games at BYU all off the bench. Mm -hmm. what's, what's it like sort of embracing that role of like, and I've called you the instant pot, like you can get hot quick, of, okay, this is my role and I'm going to do it well. And mm -hmm. perhaps your role is different this year. I don't know. Yeah. But you've played every game off the bench and been a contributor in that way. Yeah. Um, you know, for me personally, it was my mindset when I got here to BYU was, hey, if I play four minutes or if I play 30 minutes, you know, I'm going to come in and I'm going to make a difference. And that's something that I've always really tried to do. Um, and I don't really see that changing. And, you know, so whether, you know, this season, I same deal, I end up playing four minutes in one game or I end up playing the whole game. Like, it doesn't matter. You just got to come in and make a difference. And, and you got to do what it takes to, you know, ultimately help your team get, get the win. You know, it's the everybody has always cared about what they wore, but the uniforms and the colors that has become so important to mm. players and honestly for fans and everything. What do you think of the uh, the new uniforms? Well, they're sweet. We got the new royal white and royal, which I love. I love the royal. Um, and then the navy and royal. You guys saw that's that awesome. Mm -hmm. I love Super that. Super clean. The nicknames the Kalani because he's been yeah. wearing Navy and Royal for a long time now. Yes. Some fans don't like that look. Thank you, Kalani. <laughs> <laughs> I like that look, personally. The rumor is, though, that we're getting two more new jerseys. Yes. I haven't seen them, I, but yeah. I'm pretty it, excited. There are other jerseys on the way. For this season, by the way? Yes. Yep. Okay. Yes, mm -hmm. for this season. Intriguing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this video was sweet. What you, would you think of this? Oh, it was awesome. Our media day, they got a new, like, 360 camera going around, and... Um, Maddie and Emma bringing it. They're bringing it. It was fire. It was fire, right? Okay, the, uh, on the schedule, what games stick out to you? Because there's some real awesome mm. opportunities, including the Bahamas. Yeah. We, uh, Creighton, big one, USC. Um, any game in the Bahamas, which. There's some big time Big ones. teams like in there. Kansas yeah. and Tennessee are sitting in there. I know. I know. Um, Gonzaga, obviously. Yep. St. Mary's. St. Mary's, we know how that you feel about little, that now. a little personal. <laughs> um, and then San Francisco. Yep. That team up north as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. few few That's old teammates. Another uh, coach. That's right. Yep. That's a big one. And Lindenwood. No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> you, UVU is interesting, too, let's be honest. A little yeah. payback there. Mm-hmm. A little payback. Definitely. Okay. We're trying to get on that Bahamas trip. But I came this close to being on that Bahamas trip. I know. I thought you might make <laughs> I, it. I was this close to being the one. No. Uh, it's not happening. Not, not happening. We'll send, you, we'll send you a picture. Thank you. <laughs> on the beach. <laughs> Just like Hawaii. I think we had, uh, did we have Tijon Lucas on, I think, from, uh, from Maui? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 yeah that, was, that was fun. In terms of uh, the schedule and the opportunities there, basketball is interesting because yeah. you're rewarded for playing a tough schedule, whether you win or not. And you guys are going out on the road. You're playing in Vegas, playing in the Bahamas, playing mm -hmm. all over the place. Are there certain games where you're like, okay, we need to get X amount of these. Obviously, you want to win every one, Smith. Yeah. But the reality is you're going to lose them, and that's fine. Um, to try and get into the NCAA tournament, because I know that's the goal of this team every year. Totally. Um, learning from last year, so we were, you know, pretty much like a weekend away from getting into the tournament. We dropped a couple games that we shouldn't have lost. So I think more than anything is you – we obviously want to win every game, and, and we're competing, and – you know, I think we actually will surprise a lot of people. Um, but it's taking care of those games that you shouldn't lose. Like, we just can't lose those. So that's definitely going to be a big focus this year. And then, um, you know, like I said, I think we're going to surprise some teams this year. 
What, what do you think will surprise people? What, what do you think maybe you're not getting the credit for that you think you guys will surprise? Yeah, I think just how how good of like shooters we are, how fast we're getting up and down the floor in transition, um, and how disruptive we are on defense. We've really been working on those three things. Um, so that's going to be, I think a lot of teams are like, they're going to look at our roster and they're going to say, oh man, well they don't have a, a really big name like a Barcelo or a, you know, a, a, Har a Matt Harms, like they don't have these big names, so they're not going to be good, but that's not true, you know. Okay, well we look forward to it, October 26th coming up uh, uh, very quickly, the blue and white game. Thanks for the time, Spencer. Yeah, thank Thanks you guys. For Thanks for bringing your added 18 pounds of muscle in the studio. Let's go. It's great. What a great story, what a great story. BYU football with Kalani Satake is available on demand. Join Greg Rubel and the coach. Plus, Chase Roberts is in the film room and a brand new deep blue on Max Hall. If you have not seen that, please, please check that out. You can watch it now on BYUSN.com. Speaking of 18 pounds of muscle, Max Hall. <laughs> Rudy Williams and Gideon George will join us. But first, assist coach Cody Figure is ready to go. Oh, we can palm the ball. Let's go. What has this team already done well? This is BYU Sports Nation. What's up? Men's Basketball Media Day on display here in hour number two of BYU Sports Nation. Jerem Jordan alongside Shep. Our next guest is one of the assistant coaches, the biggest Packers fan on campus. Mark Durant will fight him. Cody Fieger. What's up, Doc? How you doing, Cody? Doing well. Doing well. Suffering a little bit with the Packers. Uh, I know. I wanted to talk about it. Because <laughs> Zach Wilson and the Jets beat the Packers. And yeah. the Giants, got the two New York teams, I mean, those are tough losses right there. Yeah, like you can't lose to those teams. Yeah, they're 9-3 because of that. Yeah. They're, They'd be 7-5 and five if <laughs> the Packers had won the last two weeks. But yeah. other than that, how's life? It's good. Um, just basically got done with two-a-days and uh, got a whole new roster, uh, 12 new guys, um, have a lot of good things going on. By the way, back to the Packers. I don't think I've ever asked you this. No, 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 no. This has nothing to do with that. Nothing to do with that. I don't know if I've ever asked you this. Are, are you a shareholder? Like, do you own? Do you own stock? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah. So when when I was born, my parents got me. Uh, my mom and dad got me. Uh, you know, stock, um, and then they also got me on the season ticket list. So when I was born, you know, 39 years ago, I was like, you know, 80,000 back. Where are you today? I'm getting season tickets, and I just got it, and I'm 38,000. <laughs> so there's still a chance hey, that, hey, that, my, that, my, that, that, that my grandkids can get the season tickets. Oh, my getting God. closer. Yeah. All right. So not bad. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's, wow that's we need to call Bart Starr and hook you up here. Come <laughs> on, man. Okay, so new season. You mentioned 12 new faces. How's the uh, sort of chemistry and integration of those guys been? Because some of the guys didn't come until – Kind of the fall semester almost started, right? Kind of a, a late start, if you will. But it seems like that's going pretty well. Yeah, it's going great so far. We got a, a lot of guys that just care about winning right now. Um, but playing time hasn't been decided yet either. Um, but but they've been great so far and uh, working hard together. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. We got Spencer Johnson back there. He's just Staring me down, making he's sure I'm saying all the right he, things. He's hanging out. He thinks he's going to host uh, <laughs> tomorrow's show, I think, over there. <laughs> with, um, go ahead, sorry. I was going to say, with so many guys, and, and obviously you don't play an official game for a while, as a coach, what are you wanting to learn about the team in these, these early practices before the season starts? Uh, a lot of things we're looking, looking at right now is adversity, 
right, is can they battle through adversity? So we'll put them through different drills just to see how they're going to react and, you know, uh, scrimmage, special situations, all these different things. And, you know, when, when push comes to shove, where are they going to be? What are they going to be thinking about? Uh, how are they going to react? Uh, making sure that we're all staying together. Tell me about the three return missionaries because uh, I know Tanner Chilson had a foot injury. He's kind of catching up uh, with his health, of course. But Richie Saunders looks uh, massive for a freshman, 6'5". <laughs> And then Dallin Hall was the Gatorade Player of the Year here. He's expected to be a good one as well. Yeah, we're really excited about those three guys. Um, I mean, that was really a part of our first real recruiting class at BYU. They're finally here. They're finally here, which is, you know, crazy to think about. Like, you know, I was talking to a couple coaches this summer, and they're like, hey, tell me about your roster, this and that. I'm like, well, we got, you know, Tanner Tools and Dallin Hall and Richie Saunders back. And they're like, what? You know, they're, they're just trying to figure it out. Yeah, yeah. and they're like, Oh, I remember those guys. They're like, they haven't been on your team? No, it took two years, you know. Um, so that's just a fun thing to talk about during the summer. But we're really excited about those three. Um, they're both really hard workers. They're all about getting better every day. They're in the weight room. Uh, they want to watch film. They're just a pleasure to be around. Um, Tanner Toulson, um, he's getting a little bit stronger every day right now. Um, uh, Dallin Hall is... is, is He's taking a step up every single day. You can just see it. You know, he's got such a great IQ. Uh, he sees the play before it happens. Uh, so he, he's been awesome. And then Richie Saunders, he's just a workhorse. He, he just, everybody wants to, wants to play with Richie just because he's all day, every day, and he plays so stinking hard. What we saw out of Foose last year was, was so incredible. He, and and I, I know everybody cannot wait to see what he brings this year. I wanted to ask you about Atiki. The word that always gets used is raw, just how raw he is. How's his, how's his progress coming along? Uh, it's, it's, he's taken a massive jump from last year to this year. I mean, it's Pun been... intended with the verticality? Like, <laughs> Both. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, thanks. Yeah, I could have used that one. Dang it. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, but he's, he's been incredible. Uh, the way he's processing things on the floor right now. It, it, it's, he's doing an incredible job, and he sees it way faster. He works so hard. Um, he, he's been, you know, he, he's just, it's just so awesome to see how much better he's gotten. Let's talk about some of the returning guys that people are familiar with. Trevin Nell, shoulder injury, out for, could be several months, perhaps the whole season. We'll see, yep. right? Yep, but he's been at practice every day, you know, leading the guys, been a shot doctor, right? Working yeah. hard, uh, talking about analytics with the, the players every day. Um, his leadership's been great. He, he's been an everyday guy, and that's hard to do, right, when, when, um, when your injury's there. But he was in there this morning with Coach Shork, and he, he, he's, uh, he's excited to get back as soon as he can. He's engaged despite not being able to play. Like, 100%. he hasn't just gone away, right? Exactly. Like, he, he's, he's involved in every drill. Like, he'll come ask, hey, what are we every looking for drill. in this drill? Wow. He, he's, he, he wants to be, um, you know, he, he wants to um, be a huge part of this Look thing. At, and that's probably as, as important as it is for you guys as coaches to see that in the investment that the players, it's like we hear all these stories about when guys get hurt and they just don't feel connected. It's got to mean a whole lot to him to still be and have that type of interaction with the team. Yeah, he, I mean, it's awesome how much he cares. And uh, he wants these guys to be great, you know. Always calls them my guys, you know. He, <laughs> he's, he's awesome. That's awesome. Gideon George. Um, Dabbled with the transfer portal, also worked out for a couple of NBA teams, uh, but he's back, a guy with yep. tremendous length, and we saw him really break out in the NIT in, uh, against, uh, in one of those games. Was it Northern Iowa? Yeah, Northern, Northern Iowa. Iowa. Yeah, he had, I think, 27 points, played, played really well. 
uh, Gideon's taken another jump too. Um, his uh, conditioning, um, he's, he's really taken that to heart. You know, he's probably one of the most conditioned guys we have on the team right now. Um, he knows that was kind of slowing down his progress at times, uh, but he's been an everyday guy and he's, he's, he's going he's gonna to take another good jump here. And then let's have you awkwardly talk about Spencer Johnson in front of Spencer Johnson here in studio as if he wasn't here. Spencer is one of those guys that just walk around without a shirt on all the time right now. He's on the cross country team. <laughs> <laughs> 18 pounds of muscle. He's oh showing my he's gosh. Let people like, know about it. He just tries to run into people now, you know, just walking through the hallway or whatever. He's just trying to run into people. Just picking fights. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's always wearing cutoffs. <laughs> You know, this is the first time I've seen him with sleeves on in a long time, so it's, 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 it's good to see him. So we were talking, we've talked to the players about the uniforms. I want to ask about your uniform, because we talked with Coach Pope, and it sounds like the we're going to wear suits, we're going to wear suits, you guys may be... Preseason rhetoric. You guys may be working on him a little bit. He said you guys had a vote, talked about it yesterday, and it's, it's debatable now. It's not like for sure we're doing suits. You may have a chance here. I don't believe it. Yeah, I mean, yesterday was the first time we've talked about it as a staff. Um, it really doesn't matter to me at the end of the day, um, other than I'd rather not wear a suit. Uh, <laughs> so it does matter to you. To be honest, yeah. I mean, they're not doing it in the NBA, you know. They're not doing it most places. They are chilling the NBA, that's right. Oh yeah, it's all it's all like three post, quarter. Well, post-COVID yeah. world is yeah, it's way just, more chill. Just, with the, we, have, mean, we have yet to do suits, uh, calling games and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, football coaches, they wear, you know, sweatshirts and hoodies. Cut and, off uh, hoodies. Yeah. 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 I, I, baseball, no baseball managers are wearing uniforms, right? Literally I, wearing <laughs> yeah. Yeah. pinstripes. I, I'm not saying yeah. we need to wear uniforms, but, you know, if we could kind of look like the NBA coaches, I think that'd be a good look. I think you're making inroads. It's, it's good to know you don't have an opinion on that. <laughs> uh, with the schedule, uh, what sticks out? Because this is going to be the last of the traditional schedules, and then next year it is World War III once you get to league. Yeah, but one and get, twos every game. It's going to be a monster. Uh, this year's schedule, honestly, you know, uh, my mentality, I know Coach Pope, is just every game is big. Like, every game matters. Um, you know, you know, we got a scrimmage this weekend. That's all we're thinking about right now. Or me, that's personally. a secret scrimmage. Yeah, secret that no one knows Quote about. That <laughs> um, didn't Seth it, Davis tweet I, out about. Uh, yeah, I think Seth Davis. I think yeah. Jeff Goodman. No I don't one, know how they're finding it out. Yeah, no one knows about it. It's my, just uh, crazy. <laughs> secret combinations going on here. Um, but the Bahamas, huge opportunity. Obviously, the Bahamas yeah. is cool. Bahamas is but great. Got potentially three massive games. Yeah, Creighton's a payback neutral. Um, yeah, Creighton. Um, I mean, Missouri State coming in here, San Diego State, um, just every game. Is, again. Yeah, every game matters. That's and a great game every year. The, really fans are, the fans are awesome down there. Um, it's, are you saying that sincerely or sarcastic? No, I love it. Yeah. I love it. Like, I love, I love playing away games. Some good too, history just because there I just, Yeah, and I love yeah. fans. And BYU's won there a lot. Yeah. Like, a lot, a lot. Yeah, it's a, it's a hard place Blooming to win. two years ago. Yeah. There's no fans there that game, though. Oh. Well, but helped. it was that probably it was a great win. Yeah, yeah. Charles Abu and Brandon Avery just crushing three <laughs> in, in Viejas, which is which is awesome. Okay, uh, this team's gonna have the blue and white next week, uh, November seventh. You've got Idaho State in the season opener on BYU TV. Shameless plug. What do you need to accomplish between now and then with this group? Um, I'm really excited to see what happens this weekend. I don't know if I'm in allowed the to talk about yeah, yeah, and how we're doing there. Um, 
We need to become a much better rebounding team. That's going to be huge for us going forward. Because you're basically playing one post player in, in Foos and then uh, Tiki. Those are kind of the two traditional bigs. Yep. Yep. Very, very similar to our first year at the end of the day, right? Yeah. Um, Yoli and the gang. Yoli and the gang. Yeah. You know, with Colby coming just, off the bench. Yeah. yeah. By, by committee, everyone was rebounding. Yes. Right. And that's going to be have to be a yeah. big thing this year. And we need a Tiki and Foos to be the best rebounder on the floor every single night. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's really important for us. Rebounding. Um, and then our, our half-court defense, we're working on different things there that we're, I'm really excited about, that as a staff we're really excited about. Um, and then offensively, our transition, um, and then our kind of flow in, the, in our half-court stuff. So a lot of, lot of things, honestly, that we're working on. There's not one specific thing. Um, but it's just going to be a fun roster, a fun year. But you like, the, you like the trajectory that the team's on heading into the season. Yeah. It would be hilarious yeah. if you said no. <laughs> like, no, actually, it's not going right. Yeah. Actually, actually the guys down. have been tough. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's good. And then, um, like I said, how each guy is going to react right now? Because right now we are trying to we're trying to see if we can separate them at different times. We're kind of doing that during practice. So, all that's really important going forward. Okay. And well, I good luck. Am really excited. Well, good luck in the uh, thing you're not doing uh, uh-huh. this weekend, yeah. um, and uh, we'll see you for the blue and white scrimmage next week. Sounds good. Good luck to the Packers as well. Yeah, we need it. We need we need all the help we can get right now. Yes, thanks, Cody. Yes, you do. What are you rubbing it in? What? Like yours, of course. No. Hey, your team won on Sunday. His, my team, both lost. Oh, went so. to the game. It was great. <laughs> all right, all right. There. Coming up next Wednesday, we get the season started with our blue-white scrimmage. We were just talking about that coverage as the uh, men's basketball season quickly approaches. Watch it live on the BYU TV app at nine Eastern time. Yo, Gideon George is in the house. Why did he decide to return to BYU? And is he debuting right now for the Harlem Globetrotters? This is BYU Sportsnet. I love that tie, by the way. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. This is BYU Sports Nation to interact with the show and get great content throughout the day. Follow us on our social media platforms on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Uh, great to have you with us, as Shep mentioned. Uh, I'm Jerem. Uh, Gideon George is our next guest on this Men's Basketball Media Day. A man we didn't quite know was going to be back here, but luckily you are. Welcome back to the show, man. Um, appreciate you guys for having me here. Thank you so much. How was your offseason? You dabbled in the transfer portal, worked out for some NBA teams, ultimately you returned to BYU. Uh, how, was, how was the offseason, man? Uh, it was great, though. It, it was like back and forth offseason, you know, <laughs> just uh, especially with my brother, you know, he doubled down for me to stay here at BYU. Samson. Yes, yeah, Samson. played at Pitt. Yes, yeah, so yeah. it was fun. Um, it was a fun offseason, ain't going to lie, you know, and I made the right decision for myself to be here. You got some free swag from working out with some NBA teams? <laughs> yeah. You got some jazz shorts get to, get and stuff? to keep that stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get to keep them, though. So I got, like, Denver and the jazz shorts. So that's that pretty dope. Okay, so, all right, so take me through what that experience was like. What was that like to go through working out at NBA facilities and having NBA coaches around you giving you pointers? T- take me through what that experience was like. 
Um, he's really good, you know, like the stuff we learned over there is no different from the stuff like Mark Pope and his coaching staff teaches. So I'm like, oh, I knew this stuff because they teach it. So it's like high, they're teaching high level basketball here at BYU. So that helped me like adapt to some of the things they were doing out there. So it's, it was really fun. And uh, what kind of feedback did you get in terms of what uh, they would want to see from you to be an NBA type player? Or a professional? Uh, just be a 3 and D guy. They keep it that simple and, you know, it's not that simple. You got to go prove it every night. So they just keep it simple. Be a 3 and D guy. Do you feel like defensively uh, you're in a good spot and then uh, just keep shooting the three at a high level? Like what, what do you need to work on to be a 3 and D guy? Um, you just keep improving on boats every day. So I want to be the best defensive player and I want to I be the best offensive player too. So I got to work on those every day. So I need to get better every day at those. So I'm trying to do that every single day. Obviously, your name is synonymous with basketball, but it's also, you know, right up there with your foundation and your shoe drive. What's the latest with that, right, by the way? Yeah, so um, on the 17th of December, the game against Utah at home, so we're doing a shoe drive. Yeah. Um, yeah, so <laughs> the containers are going to be outside like a week long. I think it's going to be at the women's game against Utah. The container is going to be out there, so you can bring your shoes and drop it out there. And we're doing like a talk, uh, we're doing like a talkie drive this um, November in... Uh, Thanksgiving break so I think out there at Pittsburgh so my brother is doing like a big drive for like Turkey to like help underprivileged family and communities out there because I'm, I'm not going to be here I'm going to be in Bahamas if not we could have held it in Utah. <laughs> You're like hey sorry. <laughs> hey, just send in a picture uh, of where I am right now what's the weather where you are. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, this is pretty nice uh, that's gonna be awesome man and those games are big time too yes so it's gonna be fun to be there but also, hey, you got to come away with a couple of victories because that will really help your resume, starting with USC in that first game. Yeah. we L little payback from Connecticut a couple years ago. Oh, yeah. You had a nice I, game in that one. I still remember that. St. John's especially. I know. I still, I still do remember that. Like, I think we're in the right path right now as a team. So we still, like, building, like, getting to know, like, everything, you know, like, believing in what the coaches teaches and the system of BYU. So I think we're in the right path as a team, and it's going to be a fun one in Bahamas too. Well, and, and you're one of the veteran guys. You've been here for several seasons, so you kind of know what's expected from Coach Pope and the coaching staff. How much of a leadership role have you continued to take with this team, especially with so many young faces? Uh, you know, I'm just trying to help the young, the younger guys. You know, if you want to play for Coach Pope, you got to be able to guard. You got to be able to guard because it's tough to guard, you know, and just trying to help them and like walk them through this and like just slow down, slow down, let the game come to you. Just slow, like just play at your own pace. So isn't that, isn't that one of the hardest things? Because you get in there and you want to do so good so quickly that everything is sped up. And it's sort of counterintuitive that if you actually slow down, you actually have more success. It seems like that's probably what you're talking about there. Yeah, that's it. You know, everyone is like just going, 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 going. Just take a break. Just slow down. Like, <laughs> just let the game slow. Yeah. So I think they're doing a better job at that. And, and I'm really proud of the new guys and the freshmen. They're really learning and 
I think they're going to help our team win a lot. There's a lot of new faces on this team. Uh, what's it been like to try and come together? Because I know the chemistry in the locker room is really important to this team. You've, yeah. you've said best locker room in America. Yeah. Um, I think we got good group of guys that really like buying towards we've been preaching like all those years best locker room in America like taking care of each other both on and off the court so I think we got a special group of guys that that does that what was it like for you to be the uh, the uniform model by the way the other day we got oh. to see, we got to see you uh, unveiling the uh, the new the new jerseys and whatnot uh, do you think maybe there's a a modeling career in your future? Uh, <laughs> I think Rudy, though, not me. <laughs> I think uh, that was dope, though. I think Rudy killed it, and yeah, I'll say Rudy. <laughs> I'll keep it out, Rudy. By the way, what are your thoughts on the the new the new uniforms? They're pretty sweet. Oh, I I love it, and I'm so glad. Like this is my last year, and the uniform came out, so that's a win-win for me. <laughs> yes, it was. Uh, you've do you have a favorite uniform, by the way? Uh, I'll, I'll is it one that hasn't come out? Yeah, maybe okay. I'll stick with that. Okay. Yep, yep. <laughs> I want to see all of them. Okay, looking at your numbers, uh, 8.5% better on twos last year. Not sure if you knew that. Maybe you knew that. Uh, what led to that? Just being in the gym and just keep walking. You know, uh, I'm trying to get better every day. Like watching fame and just looking at my numbers from last year, sitting down with the coaches and what they expect from me, what are my own expectations too. So I think like just being with the coaches, they've helped me a lot. So you want to grow every day, every year with your game, you want to grow. So I think there's a lot of like growing space for me. I think I'm getting there. I'm not there yet, but I'm still getting there. I'm still pushing to get there. We had a, uh, there was a picture that went out and was really cool. It was a picture of you and Atiki and Foose. And the three of you were, were celebrating your heritage and where you came from. What does that mean to you uh, personally to be able to celebrate that part of who you are? Uh, giant of Africa. You know, just we repping our country where we're from and our heritage and is like really big to us. Uh, you know, being a Nigerian is like one of the best things for me. I think being a Nigerian, seeing um, Fus and Atiki repping their country too, you know, we didn't forget uh, our country back home and we want to re uh, um, represent our heritage as much as we can. And also at the Midnight Madness, I didn't held a Nigerian flag. So I was walking down, I saw someone waving the flag. So after the Jersey review, I ran back up. I was like, can I have this flag? I need to represent my country. So I ran back up and grabbed the flag and, and came down. So that's that was awesome. pretty dope. That's so cool. What, obviously being from the same continent and being African is shared. What is it that sort of brings you guys together in this? Because I'm not sure there's another team in the United States with three African players. Perhaps there is, but this is a pretty cool thing. Yeah. So I'll say we understand like where we're coming from. You know, we've been through a lot, you know, from coming from like Africa is really hard. So I think we shared our bond together and also Nigeria is the best country in Africa.
<laughs> very nice. Hey. Very yeah. nice. <laughs> We're getting the smack talk. <laughs> well, Gideon, thanks for coming on the show. We're hey. glad you're back at BYU. We can't wait to uh, watch the blue and white scrimmage next week. Yeah, appreciate you guys for having me here. Thank you so much. And December 17th, the shoe drive. So save yes, the, shoes the shoes for December 17th in that week. And also go support George Helping Hands Foundation. Amen. Amen to that. Thanks. <laughs> All right. All right, join us on BYU TV for at least 13 BYU basketball home games this season, beginning on November 2nd with the exhibition game versus Ottawa. Not from, not from Canada. It's Arizona. They're from Arizona. Yeah. Just clarifying that. Coverage includes an expanded one-hour BYU Sports Nation game day pregame with this guy over here, Jerem Jordan and Tyler Haas, for every BYU Hoops game right here on BYU TV and the BYU TV app. We got you in the regular season. We got blue and white. We got uh, the exhibition against Ottawa. Let's go. Okay, coming up, the man expected to replace Alex Barcelos, the starting point guard Rudy Williams up next as we continue men's basketball media day here on BYU Sports Nation. Yo, Rudy Williams in the house as we finish up stuff here on uh, BYU Sports Nation men, Men's Basketball Media Day. Jeremy Jordan alongside Shep. Rudy Williams in the house. Again, second appearance for you. You put a bow on Men's Basketball Media Day. We might have saved the best for last year. Um, I'm not going to go ahead and say that. <laughs> but appreciate you guys for having me again. Thank you. You're a big fan of Airheads, the, uh, the chewables right now. You got that going You got on. that over to the yeah. side. Working on that NIL deal. <laughs> Those are, those are delicious. That's a road trip snack for me. I love for those. For sure. Yeah. Airport snack. Like, here's, yes. here's, what, here's what I want. I want, though, to make sure everyone's aware. I've said they're delicious. He's said they're delicious. What we're angling for is to maybe maybe have one of those, I think is kind of what can we're we, going with. Can we have some? Is that all right? Sharing is caring. That's yeah. that's <laughs> Thank I, you, Rudy. I appreciate right. it. I think, see, this, I, is, this is just a taste of the just, distribution you're going to see, see from Rudy now, Williams. Now, here's the thing. I just want to make sure I'm showing. I'm only going to eat the blue one. You see? You're smart. You're doing all right. There you go. Thank you, Rudy. Great time. Got you guys. Well, all right. Thanks for coming on, man. No, just kidding. <laughs> okay. Two days are over. Yes, sir. How'd they go? 6 a.m. Uh, no more practice at 6 a.m., which is probably not. I mean, it was tough, honestly, but, um, you know, it helped us grow. And I feel like it kind of put us above and ahead of the curve of everybody because we were just getting more gym time than any guys, anyone else around the country was. Um, you know, the mornings were hard. It was, I feel like waking up was the hardest part, but once we got in the gym, everyone was full of life, everyone was full of energy, and practices went smooth. We did it for about two, two and a half weeks, so it was pretty good. Anybody have too much energy at 6 a.m. where you're like, whoa? Um, Coach Shork, strength guy, <laughs> yeah. He wanted guys, <laughs> like, you know, guys are still wiping the crust out of their eyes, and, like, he wanted guys to be hooting and hollering already, so. But, you know, as practice went on and stuff like that, that's where guys got to, but he wanted it at 5.59, so. Yeah. It's, it's early. We're in college here, right? Yeah. So uh, do you feel settled? Like, how has the transition been from Coastal to BYU so far? Um, transition's been really good, honestly. I'm loving it. You know, everyone's embracing me. I'm embracing everybody. Provo is a nice place to live, honestly. Um, I'm loving it, honestly. No complaints. Basketball's been going good. You know, life off the court's been going good. I'm having fun. And I'm just super excited for the season to start, honestly. Spencer Johnson said, because he said, hey, give us something to ask Rudy. And he said, well, he says he's from Florida, but he's from Canada. So what's the situation there? Because we know you're from Ontario, right? Yeah. We talked about it. I was born and raised in Hamilton, Ontario. But um, when I was like a sophomore in high school, I moved to Florida. 
and I kind of just count that as home in the U.S. That's, you know, that's my American home. And, you know, I've kind of been going back every summer, honestly, for the past, like, seven, eight years. So mm. that's Did why I call Did your family home. move to Florida, or you just went to Florida to play basketball or something? Uh, it was just me, but I have family down there as well, too. As gotcha. Well. That's awesome. What are your own expectations for this year? Um, a lot of W's, honestly. You know, I want to win a lot of ball games. I want to have fun doing it. And I kind of just want to, you know, prepare myself for the next level, you know, while helping BYU as much as I can. Okay, you and Gideon George, perhaps those are others. You guys played JUCO. Yes, sir. What did you learn from that experience that's helped you not only appreciate but uh, improve your game at uh, the D1 level? Um, I've learned that, you know, every day is cutthroat. And, um, you know, you got to bring it every day because someone's always gunning for your spot. Uh, you know, someone always wants to beat you and stuff like that. So, you know, that's what I've taken from, you know, my Jugo days. And, you know, you got to fight every day. And, uh, yeah. A little more swag? Yeah, D1. honestly, you know, when you get D1, you kind of get taken care of a little get bit more. Get taken care of a little bit. So, yeah. You did great, by the way, as the, uh, as the model for the uniforms. Appreciate you and Gideon that. Gideon and, and Spencer Johnson. That was pretty, pretty cool video. It was a pretty cool reveal at Midnight Madness. That was mm -hmm. fun. The jerseys are just, they kind of just carried it, you know. We're kind of not the best-looking dudes, but the jerseys. Is, the jerseys. <laughs> Agree to disagree. Carry. Look, yeah. you you look like that was Jackson, very yeah. comfortable for you. Like that that looks like that something like that fits your person. Do you enjoy doing stuff like that? Um, honestly, yeah, I had fun at that photo shoot. You know, they threw a bunch of cameras in our faces, and uh, you know, I kind of just embraced it. I was like, you know, what, we're here. I was like, you know, let's have fun with this. Honestly. Yeah, Maddie and Emma are bringing it, right? Yeah. With shout social out to, media. Shout out to our camera girls, Maddie and Emma. They, they, do, a, they do their thing for sure. They're doing a great job. And was it Spencer that said you're a, you're a natural point guard? He said he's always talking. To, he's always communicating. He's on the phone. He's FaceTiming. He's, he's always communicating <laughs> with people. He loved that about you. Has that always been natural to you? Like, uh, I'm a point guard. I help distribute. I'll score when I want to score kind of thing? Um, honestly, yeah. You know, I've kind of just always been the the voice on the court and you know I kind of do that to separate myself from other guys but it, it's it's been natural and you know I feel like that's what I need to do to help this team grow and help this team win so I'm gonna do that you know I do it in practice I do it in the weight room you know ask the guys I, I honestly don't shut up so <laughs> <laughs> how's the the chemistry aspect of the group because I mean obviously that's that's part of on the floor and how you guys work together how, how has that progressed throughout the uh, the offseason uh, the chemistry has grown, uh, like, a lot since, you know, first week of two days and, you know, even the summer workouts when school started and stuff like that. Uh, I feel like we're in the gym so much that you have no choice but to learn guys' games. You kind of know where guys are going to be. Like, I can tell you at the back of my mind right now, if Gideon doesn't have the ball, he's cutting behind somebody and he's cutting back door for a layup. And everyone knows it, but he gets a layup two to three times every day in practice and everyone scratches their head. But, you know, it's just... You know, guys just have learned how guys play, guys' tendencies, where guys are going to be, and stuff like that. And, you know, it's helped us, honestly, grow as a team. And our chemistry is really good. We're one, we're one unit. Everyone's on the same page. No one has any personal agendas. And it's fun to play with a group of guys like this, honestly. Who, uh, who have you sort of gravitated? Who do you hang out with most, maybe away from the court? Or is it, or is it more like, a, like the team hangs out? Uh, we don't really hang out as a big unit because that's 18, you know really big tall dudes walking around Provo <laughs> but um I would probably say like me and Jackson because we're roommates obviously and then I'm with G a lot Noah Atiki and then Braden Moore as well Braden freshman he's uh you know I've kind of taken him under my wing and um 
you know. Trying to get to Kanye, is that what's going on? Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I, I love having Braden around, honestly, and, yeah. you know, he's super fun. No, Braden's great. Braden's great. He's got, uh, he's got that high fade, man. Yeah. It's going for him. Let's go. Gully from Street Fighter. That's what we <laughs> Nice. <you know>. Drago <laughs> from yes. Rocky. Yes. That's what exactly. we That's yes. what we're exactly. with. So. We're talking to Rudy Williams here on BYU Sports Nation. Uh, we've had you on the show before, and you mentioned that, uh, you know, Jimmer Fredette was one of the, you know, uh, the first thing about BYU you'd heard of. Now he's come back a couple times as Slick Nick. Um, he's got the, the, the wig on and the mustache and the, the fat suit and whatnot. Could you take Slick Nick? I'm not asking you if you could take Jimmer Fredette because Jimmer's still Jimmer. Could you take Slick Nick? Uh, maybe on, like, my best day I got him because I've seen <laughs> the clips of those walk-on tryouts, and, you know, he was doing that effortlessly. He so. can still shoot it and all that stuff. Yeah, uh, Slick Nick, I think – you know, he would play some heavy minutes here at um, this team at BYU. Is Slick Nick so. the starting two on this team? He'd be the starting everything, honestly. <laughs> he's, one, he's playing one through five, honestly. Five Slick Nicks <laughs> winning, the, winning the, the ship. Yeah. yeah. You know, staying with, with that, Coach Pope was talking about the alumni and having, you know, the alumni come back and having guys like Jimmer Fredette and Danny Ainge and guys there. What's it like for you to be a part of a program that has that type of history in it? Um, honestly, it's been super – it's been a blessing, honestly. Because, like, you're just looking up in practice one day and you just see a, an old dude in a hat and you get close and you're like, oh, my gosh, it's Danny Ainge. And, you know, anyone who knows basketball, you, you don't got to, you know, talk about him. You know what he's about and who he is. And, um, you know, just having a guy like Jimmer around. I went to the football game this past weekend and I was just in the concession line and I see Jimmer with his kids. And he was like, oh, what's up, Rudy? And I was like, oh, my goodness. Like, you know, like to me, it's still surreal because... 12-year-old me would have lost my mind if Jimmer Fredette would have said what's up to me. But like, and now you just scream inside. Yeah, I, hey, yeah, 40, 40-something-year-old me would lose his mind if Jimmer called me by name. So Like high pitches <laughs> at uh, break class type stuff. No, that's awesome. Yeah, it, it's been pretty cool to have, you know, high-caliber people, high-level guys, you know, in the game of basketball just, you know, kind of at your disposal and you kind of see them that it, it becomes normal. So and it's, it's been pretty He's cool. like the most normal superstar of all time. Yeah, Like honestly. he's unbelievably relatable. Like – he said what's up to me. I didn't even see him, honestly. So, like, that just shows how, like, a much of a human he is and how humble he is. So. Yeah, he's, he's great. Okay, between now and the start of the season on November 7th, what do you feel like you and this team needs to get done to prepare for that? Um, I feel like we just got to keep stacking good days together. Honestly, you know, I feel like we do a good job of that. Coach Pope and the staff, like, you know, the way they schedule practices, we'll go two days and then we'll get break. And then we'll do another two days and stuff like that. So, you know, they keep us fresh. And uh, I feel like we just got to keep putting good practices together so we can keep growing as a team, keep growing this chemistry, which has, you know, made a crazy leap. And um, honestly, you guys just keep getting better individually. Okay. Well, thanks for coming on the show. We appreciate the uh, airheads. Always gotcha, tasty. Yes, thank you. And uh, we'll see you next week at the Blue and White Scrimmage. And best yes, of luck in the secret scrimmage. Yeah, I, I don't know who we're playing. I think it's the Lakers or something. Yeah, I think it's <laughs> yeah. the Lakers. Yeah. Russell Somebody Westbrook's going to yeah. complain about something. Yeah, it's going to be great. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks, Rudy. Yeah, I appreciate you guys. Thank you. All right, join me. I don't know why I'm getting top billing on this. Join me, Greg Rubel, and Mark man. Durant this BYU basketball season for complete coverage of every game on BYU Radio. Coverage begins one hour before tip with Cougar pregame live on BYU Radio and the BYU Radio app. Coming up, we put a bow on this two-hour edition of the program. This is BYU Sports Nation on Men's Basketball Media Day. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU Sports Nation is on demand. All you need to do is download the free BYU TV and BYU radio apps or listen to the podcast while you're there. 
subscribe, rate, and review. Hey, what a fun uh, day we've had. We've had Mark Pope on the program. We've had Rudy Williams, Spencer Johnson, Gideon George, Cody Figger. Did I miss anybody? Those five guests? Is that everybody? Did I get everybody? I think that's everybody that no we one's, had. No one's helping. I got one nod. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, okay, today's Rise and Shout Out presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Let's give it to BYU Hoops. We do this every year, Shep. We go, hey, football season, baby, we're in it. Hoops is like way in the distance. No, it's not. We it's get to here. October. We got the practice. We got media day. We got blue and white coming we up. We got the secret scrimmage that nobody will talk about. If you uh, if you Venmo me a certain amount, I'll tell you who the opponent is. The Voldemort of, of, of did, games, apparently. Did, did Goodman or Seth Davis tweet out who it was? Yeah. Oh, okay. No, yeah. we're good. <laughs> yeah. We're good. They said it out loud? They they put it they put it in a tweet. Okay. It means it's 100 percent true. Yeah, there you go. Okay, thanks to all those guests I mentioned for joining us today. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. This this and all of our shows are on demand on BYUSN.com. Sorry to Dennis Pitt, we ran out of time for Jason. I am Jerem. Shout out to Gavin McGregor. Remember Gavin McGregor? Yeah. He was he was great. Hey, more of this. Related to Colin McGregor. <laughs> no, he's a, no, he's not. Go Cougs.